Good morning, KIC Laboa. I have um, entitled the message uh, for today, Our Lives Are Not About Us. Early this week, during my morning quiet time over a cup of fresh coffee, I was particularly drawn to the passage in John chapter 10, verse 10, as the basis for the message to prepare for today. As I pondered, prayed and prepared, writing this devotion, however, I found it going in an unexpected direction. Over the years, I've come to believe that Satan's objective is to steal from us, kill us and destroy us. This idea came from John 10.10 when Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees. Reading this passage, it says, A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance. More than you expect, life in its fullness until you, have, until you overflow. In preparing this message, I've realised that my simplistic understanding of John 10.10 10 is actually not correct. If we think this verse is about Satan stealing, slaughtering and destroying us, we are taking the focus away from what Jesus actually said and placing our attention in this passage on us instead of on Jesus where it belongs. Let me explain. If I pose to you the question, what is it that Satan wants to steal, slaughter and destroy? I suspect the majority of us would respond with comments like, he wants to steal my joy. He wants to rob me of my family. He wants to destroy the church. He wants to destroy my faith. He wants to kill me so I can't serve God. He wants to rob me of my money or blessings and so on. You will notice there is a common thread running through all these answers. The focus is me. It is human nature for us to always think in terms of ourselves. Me is our central focus. So when we read a passage like John 10.10, 10, our tendency is to apply it to me. Yet this is the remotest thing from what the text actually says. Satan's objectives are not to steal, slaughter or destroy. The reality is that these three things are not objectives at all. Stealing, slaughtering and destroying are in fact tactics. Quite frankly, Satan is perfectly happy to let you live and prosper and remain whole and in good health so long as you give him what he wants. And what does Satan want? What is his objective as opposed to his tactics? We can read Satan's objective in Isaiah 14 verses 13 and 14. You said to yourself, I will ascend to the heavens. I will set up my throne above the stars of God. I will sit on the mount of God's assembly in the remotest parts of the north. I will ascend above the highest clouds. I will make myself like the most high. Satan's primary objective is to become like God, to literally replace God on his throne. To confirm this, recall what Satan said to Jesus in Matthew 4, verse 9. All these things will I give you if you fall down and worship me. Here is Satan commanding God to worship him. In order to accomplish his objective, Satan employs many strategies and tactics. For example, have you ever wondered why Satan has created so many false religious systems in the world that believe so many different and contradictory things. 
Quite simply, so long as people stay away from Jesus, ignoring his word, they effectively enthrone Satan. In 1 John 5 verse 19, we read, The whole world lies under the power of the evil one. When we disobey God, we essentially obey Satan, just as Eve did when she took that first bite. So, who was Jesus actually talking about in John 10.10? Looking at the context of the passage, it really begins in the previous chapter, John 9, when Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees. Jesus had just finished healing a blind man who gave himself to Jesus. The Pharisees had been questioning Jesus at length about this healing, trying to prove that he was a false teacher. Let's read together the whole passage, John chapter 10, verses 1 to 13, in its context, starting at verse 1. Jesus said to the Pharisees, Listen to this eternal truth. The person who sneaks over the wall to enter into the sheep pen, rather than coming through the gate, reveals himself as a thief coming to steal. But the true shepherd walks right up to the gate, and because the gatekeeper knows who he is, he opens the gate to let him in. And the sheep recognise the voice of the true shepherd, for he calls his own by name and leads them out, for they belong to him. And when he has brought out all his sheep, he walks ahead of them and they will follow him, for they are familiar with his voice. But they will run away from strangers and never follow them because they know it's the voice of a stranger. Jesus told the Pharisees this parable, even though they didn't understand a word of what he meant. So Jesus went over it again. I speak eternal truth to you. I am the gate for the flock. All those who broke in before me are thieves who came to steal, but the sheep never listened to them. I am the gateway. To enter through me is to experience life, freedom and satisfaction. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. I am the good shepherd who lays down my life as a sacrifice for the sheep. But the worker who serves only for wages is not a real shepherd because he has no heart for the sheep. He will run away and, and abandon them when he sees the wolf coming. And then the wolf mauls the sheep, drags them off and scatters them. In this passage, Jesus calls himself the shepherd of the sheep and the gate. He is the one keeping the sheep who comes to attack the wolf. If Jesus is the shepherd, then who is the wolf? The wolf is Satan. For what purpose does the wolf attack? Jesus said he attacks to steal, slaughter and destroy. The obvious questions become, who does Satan want to steal from? Who does Satan want to slaughter? What does Satan want to destroy? This, I believe, is where many readers get into trouble. Reading the context of the passage, and it is clear that Jesus is referring to himself. But suddenly we get to verse 10 and we think the passage is about what Satan wants to do to us. Nothing, in fact, could be further from the truth. Jesus is telling us what Satan wants to do to him and to his disciples. 
Let's recall for a moment the story of Jesus' suffering. Can you think of a time in Jesus' life when Satan came to steal, slaughter and destroy? Satan wants to steal something or someone from Jesus. Since Jesus is the shepherd and the sheep belong to him, he is the one Satan comes to steal from, not from us. Satan wants to steal a sheep. Who does Satan want to slaughter? He comes to attack the shepherd in hopes of getting a sheep. Who is the shepherd? Jesus. In this passage, Satan comes to slaughter Jesus. And what does Satan want to destroy? Look carefully at the passage. The wolf mauls the flock, drags them off and scatters them. Who is the flock? The flock is made up of sheep belonging to Jesus. The sheep of this flock are the disciples. Thinking of a time in the scriptures when this happened, my mind turns immediately to the night of Jesus' arrest. Satan possessed Judas Iscariot, effectively stealing a disciple from Jesus. Jesus acknowledged this in John chapter 17, verse 12, when he prayed, Not one of them is lost, except the one that was destined to be lost, so that the scripture would be fulfilled. When Jesus led the authorities to Jesus, what happened to the disciples? At that point, all of his disciples ran away and abandoned him. Matthew 26, verse 56. So just as Jesus predicted, the sheep were scattered. The end result was Jesus' arrest, crucifixion and death, his slaughter. In other words, John 10.10 and its context is not about what Satan wants to do to us. It was Jesus foretelling the Jews that they were go- what they were going to do to him. It was a prophecy and picture of Jesus surrendering his life for his church. Jesus confirmed this by saying in John chapter 10, verses 14 and 15, I alone am the good shepherd. I am ready to give my life for the sheep. Satan's objective is to reign. His strategies include getting people to disobey God or to ignore him. His tactics include stealing, slaughtering and destroying. All his focus is on defeating Jesus. Thankfully, Jesus has already defeated Satan through the very act of Satan having him steal from him, slaughter him and scatter his flock. In conclusion, remember Job. Satan's attack was actually on God. Job was the instrument Satan tried to use and tempt God and to ruin his reputation, yet it failed. Our lives are not about us. In all things, it is always about Jesus. He is our life. Uh, Blessings to everyone for the week ahead. And uh, I pray God uh, uh, speaks to you um, through this message in some way today. Thank you very much.